0: morning, church. Man, do you love that new song? Here I am, Lord, send me. Man, I love the posture of that. Lord, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, send me. I remember I was in college growing in my faith, and I had a friend that was like, would you ever do, like, inner city ministry? Like, yeah, if that's what God wants me to do. Would you ever be, her only context was that women could be pastor's wives. Would you ever be a pastor's wife? You ever marry a pastor? Yeah, I do that. (laughs) But having that posture that says, God, whatever, whatever you want me to do, if it's washing dirty feet, if it's whatever it is, all those different things we just sang about, Lord, send me. And then the perspective of, Lord, because at the end of my life, when I stand before you, I want to be able to say, Lord, I went where you sent me. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning again. Welcome to church. So glad to be with you guys. We are in a series called what's next and today is week two and we're wrestling with the question Lord what's next in my life God what do you have for me and sprinkled throughout the series we'll also talk about God what's next for us collectively as a church community last week Eric did such an awesome job opening up talking about what's next we know for sure one thing that's next is growth God calls us all to grow individually and collectively we took a look at Luke 2:52 that talks about how Jesus grew, which is just mind-blowing. You know, God in the flesh had opportunity to grow. Luke 2:52 it says and Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Man, we can grow in wisdom. That's one thing that's next for us. God help us grow in wisdom. Some of us are growing in stature more than others. Some of us don't want to grow in stature anymore physically. <laughs> But we can grow in favor with God. Jesus grew in favor with God in his relationship with the Father and His understanding in His favor with the Lord. And we can grow in favor with men. We can learn how to have relationships in a better way that brings honor and glory to God. And so we talked about um what's next? One thing for sure that's next for all of us is growth. Lord, you have more for us. What is that? And we talked about some really practical ways that we're p- providing opportunity for all of us to grow at Alive. We talked about Growth Track, the launch of this new one next step for everyone to help all of us grow and take our next steps. Go on, you can show that slide. If you were here last week, you're going to hear about Growth Track a whole bunch more um, from this point forward. But we talked about, man, um, if you want to grow, if you if you're considering calling Alive your home church or it is your home church and you're wondering what is my one next step Growth Track? It's because we want to help you grow. And the first two steps are fully online, helping you locate, is this where God's calling you to plant, and what's the gifts and the the talents that God has put in within you, and how can you make a difference? That's one way that we're saying, hey, let's all grow, and if you're looking for, how can I grow? One great next step is growth track. We'll talk about more of it at the end of service, and we talked about, hey, we want to grow in favor with God, we want to pray, we want to grow in our relationship with God, and so Last week, Eric, we talked about Sunday nights of prayer and worship, the first Sunday night of every month. And we had our first, we took a break over the summer. We had our first one back at it last Sunday night. It was so awesome. We had around 30 people come out and we just spent an hour worshiping God and praying. And the presence of the Lord was so, so special. And people heard from the Lord. People received healing in their heart. And it was so powerful. And so, man, if you want to grow with the Lord, we encourage you to come out to these Sunday nights of prayer and worship on the first Sunday night. And another way we can grow, we talked about last week, is um, we're starting a new thing called Leadership Lean-In on the third Sunday night of every month where we can grow as leaders. We can grow in wisdom. Jesus grew in wisdom. He grew with favor with men also. And so if you're wanting to grow as a leader, if you want to get to know some of the other leaders at church and grow in relationships, we encourage you to come out to that next sunday night but today we're talking about purpose what's next as it relates to my purpose and my calling like why do i exist that's like a really good question ever thought of that question before if you're taking notes it's the title of the message this morning why we exist why why are you here on earth at this moment why am i here on this earth at this moment why do we exist we're talking about purpose divine purpose and calling as it relates to what's next. Um, A mentor from afar um, says something. His name's Pastor Chris Hodges. He says something that Eric and I really like, and we believe it to be true. He says the two most important days of your life is number one, the day that you were born, because nothing can happen until that happens, right? The day that you were born, and number two, the day that you find out why you were born, your purpose. And so we're going to talk about that second day, kind of all morning, even a little bit into next Sunday. Um, And really, it's not just one day. It's not just one day that you have all of the pieces to the puzzle of your purpose on earth, right? We have a general understanding maybe in one day when we come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But then it really takes a lifetime to fully discover, God, what is your broad um, and specific purpose and plan for my life? kind of the, the skeleton or the scripture that we're really going to camp out this morning in is in Ephesians 1:17 through 19. I'll read it in the message translation. It says this, and it says, um, it's actually a prayer. Let me talk, can you take the screen away? Let me talk about the context. So um, the scriptures in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians is a letter that was written to the church in Ephesus. God moved through the apostle Paul to write this letter to them. And in the book of Ephesians, there's all these prayers like scriptures that are also prayers, and they're so powerful. So if you're like, I don't know how to pray, read the book of Ephesians. There's some really awesome prayers recorded as scriptures. And this is one of them, a prayer that the apostle Paul prayed through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit for the church at Ephesus. And it's a great scripture for us to pray as well as it relates to purpose. And it says this, it says, and I ask God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, I pray that he would make you intelligent in discerning, in knowing him personally, that your eyes would be focused and clear so that you can see exactly what he's calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. I love this scripture. And there's two main points of this scripture prayer that we're going to lean into this morning. But it's a scripture that we're praying for you guys. We're praying for a live family church. It's a scripture that we pray for ourselves that we would have intelligence and have discernment in knowing God personally, and that our eyes would be open. Our eyes would be focused and clear so we could see and know exactly what he's calling each of us individually and collectively to do the main points from the scripture we're going to talk about this morning is how do we how do we locate our purpose it's knowing god personally and seeing what he's calling us to do let's pray and then we'll continue lord we love you so much and god that is our prayer lord that you would cause us to grow in intellect and discernment in knowing you personally Lord, that you would give us wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, God. And Lord, that you'd flood the eyes of our heart. you turn the light bulb on in our heart. Lord, that you'd help us see clearly, exactly what you're calling us to do, that our eyes would be clear and focused on exactly what you're calling us to do. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here. We thank you that you're moving in our lives. We thank you that we are born, that we are on earth today, and that you have a purpose and a call for each and every one of us here in person, And online. And Holy Spirit, you are the great teacher. You are the great guide. You're the revealer of truth. You're the one that shows us things to come. And so, Holy Spirit, come and just craft this, make this a personalized message for everyone listening. Holy Spirit, you speak things to hearts um, even more specific than what you're directing me to speak from stage. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so knowing God personally, so. God's saying, we know our purpose through knowing him personally and knowing the calling that he has for us. And you can't have one without the other. We're going to go to a couple of scriptures that talk about how when we want to know our purpose and our calling, it comes first from knowing him. And then it comes from the specifics of the calling. It's a both and. We can't know what he's calling us to do apart from knowing him, right? Right? We talk a lot about these both ands here at Alive. Both truth and love, they have to go together, right? You can't have one without the other. Faith and wisdom, the natural and the supernatural. And same with this, knowing God personally and discerning what he's calling us to do, you can't separate the two. You can't know what you're called to apart from knowing him personally. And it's this life that God's called us to. He's called us to this relationship this contemplative, prayer-filled life, and this life of action where we go and do what he's called us to do. It's a both and. Um, and so we're going to get to the second part of knowing what he has for us personally in a minute. But first we're going to camp out on that first part of that scripture, that we would be have intelligence and discernment in knowing God Personally. So I've got just two thoughts this morning. How do we discover purpose? How do we know what God's calling us to do? The first thing is simply this, that we know God personally. And I just wanna encourage you, don't check out because this might seem super basic and elementary, but it's so foundational and so much more than maybe we think it is. Let's take a look at that scripture again. In Ephesians 117, it says, and I ask God, the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent in discerning and knowing him, God, personally. This scripture blows my mind. Like we know that God knows us personally. He knows the number of hairs on our head. He knows everything about us. He knows what's going on in our heart. But this scripture is an invitation that we could know our maker personally. that blow your mind? Like, not know about him, but know him personally. You know, in this social media world, we know about about a lot of people. You guys have any, like, social media person that you follow? They don't know you, (laughs) but you know about them. But you don't know anything, like, you don't know them personally. God is saying, no, I want you to know me. God is saying, I want you to know me personally. When you know someone personally, they call you on the phone. That really lowers the list of people that we know, doesn't it? (laughs) They call you on the phone and when they call you on the phone, you know their voice. And not only that, but you know what they're feeling and what they're thinking without them even saying anything. You know what they like. You know what they don't like. You know their personality. You know what excites them. You know what they care about. God's saying, I want you to know me personally. Like you know someone really well, when they don't even have to say who they are on the phone, where they don't even have to tell you what they're feeling, but you already know it. God's saying, I want that kind of relationship with you. And not only do I want that, like it's possible. It's possible to know God that way. I don't know if you know, it's it's actually the mission of a live family church. Our mission is to help people know God personally. So kind of passionate about this topic. Helping, we, we exist, we're here as a church to help people know God personally and live for Him passionately. A um, couple other scriptures talk about this same thing. When it comes to purpose, our primary purpose is to know God personally. John 17, 3 says, And this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is the essence of our existence, that we would know our maker, that we would know intimately God. Another scripture, you know, we're talking about knowing God and understanding his calling and his purpose. Another scripture that I love is a scripture that talks about when Jesus called his disciples. And um, the fact that he even assembled a team is miraculous, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But Jesus came to earth, God in the flesh comes to earth, And he could have saved the world however he wanted to. He could have done it on his own. But he chooses to build this team, the disciples. And this scripture that we're going to read in a minute talks about the purpose behind him building this team of disciples or this crew of disciples. And you see it in Mark 3, 14. It says, then he, Jesus, appointed the 12 that they might be with him first and foremost, and that he might send them out to preach. I love that. Jesus could have assembled a team just for the purpose of delegating his kingdom tasks. Hey, I need a, I need a team to get this job done. No, he, he assembled the team, the disciples. He calls people like you and me first that we might be with him. Isn't that so good? He called the 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out. This both and of relationship and, and, a, and a contemplative prayer-filled life, relationship with God, and duty and action of being sent out. God say, no, first and foremost, you're my child. First and foremost, you're my friend, but you're also my co-laborer, right? So when God came to earth he created a team. He chose God lives in community in the tr- in the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But then when he came to earth, God in the form of man, he created a community, the disciples. A really great side plug for us to live in community. We just launched Fall Cruise and man if if you call a life home and you're not in a crew, I really encourage you check out the crews that were that that are provided because God made us for community, and God himself, when he came to earth, was found in a crew. He was found in a life-giving, God-saturated community. Amen. I love the translation Mark 3:14 in the, um, living, uh, the the living Bible translation says it this way, he says, "And then he, Jesus selected the 12 to be his regular companions and to go out and preach and to cast out demons. I love that language in that one. To be with Jesus, he wants relationship with us that we would know him, amen? All right, so point one, we're talking about God wants us to know him personally. We see in Ephesians that we are to pray that we would be intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. John 17 that we just read talks about how the essence of life, eternal life, is to know God. Mark three, Jesus calls us to himself first and foremost that we might know him that we would be with him and then that he would send us out. You guys tracking? So this morning you're here and you're like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, but God, what are you calling me to do? God, what are the big plans that you have for me? God, what's my purpose? Why am I here? And God's saying, yes, we're gonna get to that in just a minute, but don't miss step one. Step one is to be with me. Step one is to know me personally because if we skip to step two... Of understanding our personal calling without knowing him personally, then we can step out and strive. We can say, God, I want to do this for you. And God's saying, but I didn't ask you to do that for me. This is actually what I want for you. To know me personally and from, from that place, you'll hear what I have for you. Amen? All right, so let's talk about number two, locating our calling. And let's take a look <clears throat> at Ephesians 1, 18 through 19. <clears throat> Again, it says your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what he's calling you to do. That we would be able to grasp the immensity of his glorious way of life that he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him, endless energy, boundless strength. I love the way that that says that. Eyes focused and clear so you can see exactly what God is calling you to do i love that it shows us that it's possible it's possible to have clear and focused eyes it's possible to know exactly what God is calling us to do and you know in this moment as we're talking about clear eyes and being able to see what God's calling us you individually to do we're all in different places in this moment and there's all different seasons right um But maybe you're here this morning and you're like, this is all new. Just even this revelation that I can know God personally, this is new. Even this thought that God has a specific purpose and calling for my life, this is new. And so when we talk about eyes clear and focused, this topic feels like you're putting on glasses for the first time, and seeing things in a different way, and it feels weird, and it feels strange, but it also feels good, but it's different. And what God's calling you to do, maybe you know immediately there's a lot of change that will need to happen in your life, but you know that it's good, and so maybe in this theme of God, give me eyes focused and clear, it also is like, give me eyes focused and clear so I can have the courage to keep these glasses on and not take them off and go do my own thing and live void of understanding of what you're doing in my life. Or maybe for some of us here this morning, you know God loves you, you know God has a plan for you, you're excited about it. Maybe life is going really well and you're enthusiastic about, God, what is the next step? I can't wait to take the next step with you. But we need to pause and have our eyes focused and clear so that we don't step out in fleshly ambition without God's leading and guiding. Or maybe some of you this morning, um, your life is flipped upside down right now. And you're in a season of great pain and great confusion. Your life's not looking like you thought it was gonna look at this moment in time. And and we need eyes focused and clear so that the pain and the confusion doesn't cloud out the hope and the promise that yes, God is still doing a new thing in your life. And God's gonna work out everything for his good. He turns the rubble of our life into priceless gems. Or maybe you're here this morning and you don't feel like you have enough years left for purpose. God's saying, I want your eyes focused and clear so you can see your divine purpose even in your latter years. Regardless of where you are, God is saying, I want your eyes focused and clear so you can so you can see exactly what I am calling you to do. There's purpose and calling on your life, and there's things that I am calling you to do because. The scripture's talking about it's possible to coast through life. Like it's possible to never know your purpose and your calling and to just coast. And I mean, when you get to adult land and you've got things happening like jobs and kids, and your calendar is full, it's easy to just coast for decades without living in God's purpose and calling for your life and That's a terrifying thought, honestly. You know, we're singing that song, and God, at the end of my life, the reality of, at the the end of my life, as a believer, I'm gonna stand before the Lord. And I wanna be able to say, God, when you said, go, I went. God, when you said, who will I send? I said, send me. We don't wanna waste our life, right? What's next? We wanna be aware, discerning of what God is doing in our life. There is a reason why we all exist. There's purpose. And if we could just pause and and realize, okay, out of all of the decades and all of the generations that we could be alive, here we are alive in 2022. Out of all the generations that we could live, God chose for us to live today. Out of all the locations that we could have lived in 2022, we're living in America. Many of us live in Michigan, or in Livingston County, or Oakland County, or wherever you live, you're there for a reason. You know, whatever family you were born into, whatever experience you had growing up, there's purpose. Whatever street you live on, whatever plot of land or apartment complex you live in, in this season, there's purpose in that, who your neighbors are, right? If you're married, out of all the people that you could be married to, you're married to that person. And if you have kids, out of all of the people that God could have called you to be the parents of, he's called you to be the parents of your kids. Out of all the occupations and ways that you could make money, you're making money the way that you're making money in your occupation at the job that you are working at with the coworkers and the bosses that you have. And out of all the places that you could be on a Sunday morning, you're here at Alive listening to this message there's a reason why we exist. And it's like a really important question to answer. Why am I here? God, give me eyes focused and clear to see exactly what you're calling me to do. Part of our existence is knowing God personally. The other part is clarity to know exactly what he's calling us to do. And, um, you know, lots of businesses and nonprofits and schools and organizations have something called a mission statement, and it's their way of articulating this is why we exist. This is why we are here. I wanna encourage you to consider what would God say your mission statement is? The simple statement that says, I exist, fill in the blank. How would you answer that question? How would God answer that question for you? such a holy, such an important thought. I exist, fill in the blank. And you know, God has a personal mission statement for all of us, which we're gonna get to in just a minute. But God has a general, let's just start with a general mission statement. As believers, if you're here this morning watching online and you're a Christian, you've put your faith and trust in Jesus, then God has a general mission statement for all of us that that alone will take a lifetime to really live out, right? I think all of us that call ourselves Christians, we can all say collectively, hey, we exist to be loved by God. We exist to know him and we exist to make disciples. That's enough to keep us busy for a lifetime, right? Our general mission, the reason we exist as Christians, We see things like we just talked about in Mark 3, 14. He called his disciples that they would be with him, know him, and that they would be sent out. We see right before Jesus ascended to the Father, he did ministry and, and made his kingdom known. And then right before he ascended to heaven, he said in Matthew 28:19 through 20, therefore go, his mission statement to us as, as believers, therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So as believers, we can simplify as believers. We exist to be loved by God, to know him personally, and to make disciples, right? Then what if we made that more specific for us individually? How does that flesh out in each of our lives individually with the callings and the roles and the responsibilities that God has put within our life, what does that look like? Because when we give language to purpose, helps us make sure that we're living according to that. Because if we have a mission statement, if we articulate the reason why we exist, then it causes us to look at our calendar and our bank account and say, okay, does that reflect, am I filling my days and my hours and my weeks and my years with things that Promote that mission, that purpose, that calling that God has on my life, right? So what about this season that you're in right now? I'll just share from, for myself personally, maybe it'll help paint a canvas for yourself. But I know for me personally, my primary role is to be a child of God. My prim- the primary reason I exist is to know that God loved me and to receive his love. To know him personally, to have a personal relationship with him. And, you know, in Scripture, you can see priorities in the kingdom of God. And you can see, and and when you go to make a mission statement, I exist, fill in the blank, there's different levels of priority in the mission statement. Our first and primary priority is relationship with God, even the way God created things. God created relationship with him first in the garden and then relationship with our family. And he actually created the family unit before he created the church unit. And then everything else follows suit after that, right? So relationship with God is number one. Relationship with our family. God's calling for us in his kingdom, within his church. And and then our occupation and all the other things that we have going on in life. What is God's purpose um, in this season? So for me, if I was to, you know, Eric and I have done exercises before like this, where we have written down our... um, mission statement, individually. And mine rings true, we did this like five years ago or so, and it's still the same today. I would say if I had to say, why why do I exist? Why does Eric Aguiso exist? I exist to be loved by God and to know him personally and intimately. If I'm not doing that, and if I'm not receiving that, I'm not fulfilling my mission, right? I'm married to Eric <clears throat> And so part of my mission is to love and to serve him, to enrich his life and bring him good all the days of his life. I'm a mother. I'm a joyful, so my mission statement, I'm a joyful mother to Allah, Eli, and Ezra, called to love them and cultivate a heart within them to receive God's love and to help them know God personally and live for him passionately. Within the church, God, what's my purpose within the church, which in the, within the kingdom of God, God's called us to be pastors. And so to be a faithful pastor to Alive alongside Eric, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, to help as many people as possible, to know God personally and live for him passionately. I mean, it's a holy moment when you write it down. That is why I exist. Wow. What does that look like for you? I encourage you, you know, we're going to close service with that Send Me song again here in a little bit. But I encourage you, this week, this month, get some time away to ask God, why do I exist? And a lot of the phrases that you heard in my statement come from scriptures that God has spoken to my heart. You know, my role as a wife, there's a scripture in Proverbs 31 that talks about the wife serving and loving and doing her husband good as long as she lives, and that's been a rhema word for me. My role as a mom, from different scriptures in Psalm 128 and other places about being a joyful mother, and there's scriptures, or are anchors that I stand on calling? What, is, what have been some of those scriptures for you that God has resonated in your heart as it relates to calling and purpose? There's so many different ways, right? Uh, five, about five, six, seven, I can't remember. A while ago, Eric and I also realized, man, we've overseed, oversaw a lot of different ministries and we always have a mission statement for our ministries that we oversee, but we realize our marriage doesn't have a mission statement. And I remember we were like, we've been married almost 10 years and we don't have a We haven't articulated the reason for our union. Like, why does our union exist? God, what's the purpose of our marriage? It's another great exercise with your spouse. What's the purpose, the fruit of our union? What's the reason that our marriage exists? And when you write it out, it doesn't necessarily change what you're doing, but it brings clarity. I remember when Eric and I wrote out our marriage mission statement. It just brought clarity, like, wow, a big Cause or a big um, purpose of our union um, is to bring offspring that love the Lord, right? Just having clarity of, okay, this is the purpose. So, what are we doing to make sure we're re- we're we're doing this to honor the Lord? Because Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says, "Where there's no vision, the people perish." When we just live life and go through the motions and just do the things. We we can miss it if we don't pause to say, God, why am I here? God, give me eyes focused and clear to see exactly what you're calling me to do. So this morning, I feel like my mission was to inspire, like just to stir up foul ground, just to break up maybe some things that haven't been thought about in a while. We're gonna talk more about this next Sunday. But Lord, why do I exist? It's like a really important, important question for me to answer, to know God and to live for him passionately, right? And I do, we're going to close in a song here in just a minute. I got one more thought and one more scripture for you. Um, You were talking about growth track this month a lot. Step two of growth track, if you're like, I don't even know where to start on this topic of why I exist, really encourage you to take growth track. Step one, and then step two is like um, a purpose lab, where you take a spiritual gift assessment, you take a personality profile, you start to get some of the raw elements of how God made you, the gifts that he's given you, the way that he created you. And then within step two, there's a free download workbook thing called Finding You. And if you're lost on this topic, and you're like, I have no clue why I exist. I really encourage you this week or this month Go through growth track and when you get to step two, download that finding you thing or, put, or download it as a, a PDF and do it on your computer, however you wanna do it. And like, go mark off a couple hours, go to a coffee shop, get yourself a coffee or a tea or whatever you like and just sit with the Lord and prayerfully go through this exercise to locate, God, why am I here? What's your calling, what's your purpose for me? I want to close with this scripture. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He, God, has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also planted eternity in the in men's hearts and minds, a divinely implanted sense of purpose, working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. God has made everything beautiful in his time, and he's planted This sense of purpose within us, I pray this morning, your heart's bubbling. And there's like, you're like, there's something in there, Lord, help give me clear eyes to see. And so we're going to close with this Send Me song. And as we sing, as we sing any time we're worshiping, we're talking to the Lord, but you know what? He's talking to us too. And so as we sing this, and as it's really a prayer heart alert to what God's speaking to your heart. God, send me. God, what is your purpose for me? God, why do I exist? I believe God, I believe as we come to him with expectation in this moment, that he's going to give some clarity. Let's go in faith. Let's pray. Would you guys stand and I'll pray and then we'll go into the song. Lord, we love you so much. And God, that's our desire that we would know you personally. And Lord, we desire to know why we exist. God, why did you make us? Why did you put us on the hearts might receive, become the righteousness of God.
1: listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.